0: everyone and happy monday and happy pride so very exciting uh today's june 1st as some of you may or may not know uh june is pride month where pride is actually celebrated in different countries around the world very exciting so with that in mind for this week's theme i thought we could do some fun pride themes so um this week we have lined up today, we're going to do an introduction, as you see on the screen. And we're also going to talk about this week's sexual orientations, that's tomorrow, coming out, that's on Wednesday, being a good ally, we're going to talk about on Thursday, and then we'll top everything up on Friday with a discussion of why pride is still relevant and still important. And that one's going to be a bit of a, a fun one, because we're going to address some a little bit of the controversial issues Um, and common objections to pride so starting today with an introduction um, of course for those of you who are joining us for the first time let's talk about is a live podcast where we talk about love intimacy relationships sexual orientation gender all that good stuff and you are free at any time to call in with your questions your comments or your thoughts or a story or if you have something inspirational that you'd love to share Alright, so who am I? I am Tila. I'm a sex educator, relationship expert, and published author. I uh, love doing sex ed. I love when helping people connect with that part of themselves. And uh, that's why I do what I do. Alright, so enough about me. Of course, you can live comment on this show. It is being broadcast live to Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And your comments will show up in the feed if you comment on any of those platforms. Now, we want to bring a nice positive space here. So when you're commenting or if somebody's calling in, you know, try and keep your comments positive. You know, um, a good acronym is the THINK acronym. Is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? And is it kind? Um, There's no such thing as a stupid question. Lots of people have questions that they're often too afraid to ask because they're afraid of looking stupid. So we don't want anybody afraid to ask questions. This is where we come to get information and we want people to have that information, right? So be supportive and let's keep the hate out of this podcast because we know that there's enough going on in the world right now. So Without much further ado, we'll open up the phone lines. So if at any point you want to call in or if you're joining us for the very first time and you're like, wow, what is this? And oh my God, I totally have a question or uh, a comment. And, you know, I want advice about this thing, but it's not about the topic you guys are talking about today. Can I still call in? Absolutely. You can call in at any time with any thought and we'll just, you know, address what sort of question you have. And then we can get back to the topic or as as things go. So, of course, that number again is one 777 5589 completely toll free. So I hope everybody is feeling good today. I know people are still just signing in on the call. So welcome, welcome, welcome. As I mentioned today, we are going to talk about uh, an introduction to LGBTQ. And I kind of wanted to start this as a kickoff to Pride because um, lots of people know what Pride is. And lots of people are up to date. But there's also still a lot of people who might feel a little overwhelmed. Uh, There's probably some stuff that they haven't really been exposed to. Or maybe they haven't heard before. Or maybe they heard it but they were too afraid to ask what it was. So we're just going to talk about a few things that commonly trip up newbies. Or people who are new to the concept. So that we can sort of lay down a good foundation for some of the other stuff we're going to talk about this week. So... First things first, the common acronym, as you can see, I've put it down as LGBTQ2S. star. Now, some people might be like, wow, that's a mouthful, and what does that even all mean? And I've heard so many different variations, and yes, there is lots of variations on that acronym. Uh, the shortest form is LGBTQ or LGBT, um, and that basically stands for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgendered, queer. 2S stands for two-spirit. You might also see an A at the end, which stands for asexual. Uh, the star I usually include to be inclusive of all the other terms. If we were to put in put in something for every label, it would be huge and a really big mouthful that no one could say. So um, those, are, those are the acronyms that I like to use. Um, there is some common thoughts that ace stands for ally, but that's not actually true. It stands for asexual. We're going to talk a little bit more about that when we talk about being a good ally. So some people, when they first start to learn about this, they think about all the different labels and it can be really easy to get overwhelmed by how many different ways people choose to identify. And enough, an off- one argument that often comes up is they're like, Oh, well, it's too many labels and you're just dividing people. Labels divide people because it's, it's just too much. That is often a confusion response for most people. It's typically how they can respond when feeling really overwhelmed by it. And that's a common response. I mean, humans, we have evolved to understand the world by categorizing things. So when there's a lot of categories or there's a lot of information that we don't know how to fit into certain boxes, it can feel really overwhelming when it's new to us. And that's not that confusion. I'm not going to say it's a bad thing. It just means that it's new. You know, it means that it's not familiar. And the good news is that you can always learn more. You can, it always can become familiar. So labels and having a diversity amount of labels it actually gives people the freedom to identify how they actually feel. So, instead of giving people, you know, a limited amount of choices where it's like, "Oh, okay, well, you're your, I don't know. Well, I was going to use gender labels, but maybe we'll do something simpler." So, maybe, you know, if you're going to color code people like purple, green or blue, You have to be purple, green, or blue. You can't be yellow. You can't be red. You have to be purple, green, or blue. You know, and some people are going to not feel purple, green, or blue. They're going to be red. They're going to be yellow. They're going to be magenta. They're going to be fuchsia. They're going to be, you know, fluorescent pink, right? So having more labels for things doesn't actually divide people. It just gives people freedom to express who they are in a way that's right for them. So don't be intimidated by lots of labels. If somebody says that, you know, says, hey, I am, and it's a term you haven't heard before or you don't know what it means, don't be afraid to ask. Lots of people are afraid to ask because they're afraid of offending people. As long as you ask in a polite and respectful way, people should not be offended, right? The The key is to be polite and respectful. Um, if you're... Asking, or if anyone is asking in a derogatory tone, it's no matter what you're asking, if you ask it in a rude tone, it automatically puts other people in the defensive, right? We get defensive when somebody's like, well, what are you? Or, you know, some other, it, like I said, it doesn't matter so much what you say, it matters how you say it. You know, there's a big difference between what do you mean and what do you mean, right? So don't be afraid to ask if you're not sure. Just make it polite and respectful, if that makes sense. Okay? Any questions so far? Any thoughts or questions so far? Nope. I know I tend to talk really fast, and I'm uh, trying to make sure I slow down just a little bit. Okay, so. I'm going to run through some terms. And we're going to go through them together and sort of define them. Now, if this seems super tedious to you, this may not be the right episode for you. This is for a lot of people who are newer or maybe people who want a refresher. So I won't be offended if you don't stick around today, if this is all familiar. But we're just going to run through some, like I said, feel free to comment or, or call in with your thoughts or questions. Or if you have a different definition or if you've heard a different definition for something, you know, please share that. This is all about creating a learning environment, right? So the first one I sort of want to talk about, and just so you know, these terms are not specifically to sexual orientation, but to everything sort of related to the conversation around gender, sexual orientation, and in some case, relationship, um, relationship style. So the first term that I'd sort of like to cover is an advocate. Now, most people know what an advocate is, and it's a term that we use in other places, so it's a lot easier for us to define. But just for anyone who's not sure, so an advocate is somebody who actively works to end intolerance and educate other people and support social equality for any kind of marginalized group. So this is more than just being like, oh yeah, that person deserves rights. It's actually educating others Taking that active role to be part of the conversation, advocating for them, whether or not you're part of that group. Okay. A gender is a person who has um, very little connection to the traditional system of gender. So, you know, maybe they don't. I maybe they don't see themselves as a man or a woman. You know, they don't align themselves with either of those identities, and maybe they see themselves as as existing without a gender. And we're going to talk. There's a few other terms that uh, that sometimes people use for this. So it can be called, um, you know, gender neutral or genderless. You know, um, there was one more, but it slipped my mind. I'm sorry to say. I'm sure it'll come back. To me, come back to me, but so an ally. As a person who resport, sports. I want to say respect and support, so res, <laughs> respect and supports uh, members of a marginalized group. And we, most of the time, allies are a little bit more active in their support and respect. Now, an ally and an advocate can be the same, but they're not always the same. And we're going to talk more about the differences and, and what it means to be a good ally, what it means to be a good advocate when we talk about being a good ally on Thursday, okay? So we're going to dig more into that later. These are just some general definitions right now. So androgyny is a gender expression that is equally masculine and feminine. Um, some people, when you look at them, it's not necessarily that... They're strictly, in the traditional sense, one or the other, but it's often like a blended combination of both. An aromatic is someone who experiences little or no romantic attraction to other people, or they may just have a lack of um, interest in romantic relationships or any kind of like romantic behavior. This is obviously, there's a spectrum for some of these things, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that tomorrow when we talk about sexual orientation, so we're not going to dig too much into it right now. But there is a spectrum, so it's not people... An aromatic may be someone who has absolutely no interest in romantic attachments, or it can be someone who has a less than average interest or very little interest in romantic... Uh, behaviors. Someone who is asexual experiences little or no sexual attraction to other people or sexual relationships. Once again, this is kind of on a spectrum, and it's kind of the reverse of of, um, the one we just talked about, aromantic. So aromantic isn't interested in the romance, but they might still be interested in the sex. Asexual is someone who's interested Or sorry, who's maybe interested in the romance, but has little interest in the sexual acts. Is that making sense so far? Everybody still with me? So far, yeah. Awesome. Okay, so bi-curious is someone who is curious about uh, exploring their attraction or level of attraction to two different genders. Someone who is bi-gender is somebody who may change or fluctuate in how they see themselves as in traditionally like a woman or traditionally a man, so uh, following more of those traditional stereotypes for those genders. So they might go in between one day feeling extremely feminine and another day extremely masculine. biological sex and this is something we're going to sort of talk about a little bit more tomorrow when we talk about uh, orientation Um, but biological sex is refers to the physical genitals that somebody has and it's more of a medical term it doesn't really have anything to do with gender because gender and sex are not the same thing And once again, we're going to dive a little bit. If we have time, we'll we'll start a little bit of that conversation today, but we're going to do more of a dive into that tomorrow. Biphobia is a range of negative attitudes or like generally things like discomfort or intolerance or resentment or hatred, phobia, uh, towards anyone who is bisexual. Bisexual, of course, is somebody who experiences attraction to people of two different genders. Traditionally, that was mainly mostly thought of as, oh, well, it's someone who's attracted to men and women, but there are more than just two genders. So someone who's bisexual just is attracted to two genders. It's not specific as to what two genders it is. It's just two genders, right? Hence the bi. Someone who is cisgendered. Is generally that's a someone who identifies as the gender that they were born born with. So somebody who like for example I identify as cisgendered. I was born as a female and I gender or sorry. I identify as a female. So I am cisgendered, for example. Cisnormativity is the assumption that individuals and institutions and just basically like everybody is cisgendered so and that cisgendered is the norm or the expected Uh, typically society is is catered to people who are cisgendered and it encourages people to think about others as if they are cisgendered this is an important concept, mostly because when we have cisnormativity, it basically implies that anyone who is not cisgendered is abnormal, and that's not correct. Um, there's lots of, I can do a whole hour on, on that, and, and you know what, maybe we will next week. I didn't have it planned for this week, but maybe we'll get to that next week. Um, Cisnormativity kind of goes along with cissexism. I don't know if you guys have heard this term, but that's basically cissexism is behavior that, or behavior attitudes that grant preferential treatment to people who are cisgendered. So it sort of reinforces that cisnormativity, and, you know, it sort of reinforces this uh, idea that people who are cisgendered are, like, right Um, or like more valid than someone who is not which of course once again is not true (laughs) closeted is a slang term for someone who is not open about their gender or their sexual orientation to other people Um, you may have heard this you know as referred to somebody being in the closet or maybe coming out of the closet Um, that's something we're going to talk more about on wednesday But there is a, people have very valid fears about disclosing their gender or sexual orientation to other people, because especially in certain countries, you you can be killed, um, you can be disapproved for, you know, uh, housing, a job, your family may reject you in some places. So there is a a legitimate fear that keeps people from disclosing that openly and freely. Which sort of leads us to coming out, which is a reference to the process that somebody goes through to let or let their either their sexual orientation or their gender identity become common knowledge. And like I said, we're going to talk more about that in on Wednesday. A constellation. um, This is more of a term that's used for dating scenarios more specifically in polyamorous relationships, but it is a word used to describe the arrangement of a structure within a poly relationship. So, not just stars, but people too. A crossdresser is someone who wears clothes of another gender. Lots of people know that one, so we're not going to spend too long on that. So, a demiromantic is someone who has, it's sort of tied to aromantic, which we talked to before, but it's it's sort of a label that falls on that spectrum of aromantic. So someone who's demiromantic may have formed a stronger sexual connection with someone and may participate in a sexual relationship, but still have limited capacity or interest in that romantic attachment or that romantic component to that relationship. Demisexual, once again, is a label that sort of falls on that spectrum of asexual. And that's someone who has formed um, a strong romantic relationship with someone and may be in a romantic relationship, but has a limited capacity or interest in that sexual component of the relationship. How are we doing so far? Am I going through this slow enough? I know this is... um, new information for a lot of people. Hey man, I'm glad you're enjoying the topic. That's great. So far, no questions. All right. We'll just keep on going through. I might have to skip it through a few because I didn't realize it was so late already. I don't know if I'm going to get through my whole list. I have quite a big list here. So what I'll probably do if we don't get through all of them is um, I will post them on my website so you guys can go and look at them after the episode or use them for reference at any time. So I'm going to skip a couple that I had written down because um, we can always cover those in a little bit more detail later. So we're just going to skip some of these and we'll have, we can always go back, to come back to them if they, if we have time. So uh, fluidity. So generally that's kind of usually attached to like another term like you might have heard gender fluid or fluid sexuality and this describes an identity that may shift Um, people often actually lots of people it's fairly normal for people to have a spectrum of their own sexuality where they may see themselves maybe as Um, straight or they may see themselves as bi but in terms of how much they are interested in what type of sexual sexual activities within their uh, sexual orientation may fluctuate so this is where you might hear somebody say oh well you know I'm heteroflexible which means they're mostly heterosexual but under the right circumstances with the right person they might be interested in somebody, uh, in, in somebody of a different gender than their normal gender preference, not preference attraction. Anyway, I don't know if that makes sense, but, but yeah, so it's, it's usually to show sort of for people to talk about the spectrum that they're still sort of exploring, or if there is a range for whatever reason, in terms of, um, what boundaries a person wants to set for themselves in regards to gender orientation. We'll talk a little bit more about that tomorrow with sexual orientation. So you might have heard the acronyms FTM or F2M or MTF or M2F. So what does that mean? (laughs) So this is an abbreviation uh, typically used for someone who is transgendered. So F2M um, or FTM stands for male to female, uh, M to F of course is, uh, sorry, female to male for F to M and then male to female for (laughs) MTF. Sorry, garbled my, my, um, acronyms. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. All right, so continuing on, since nobody has any questions yet. So, um, I know lots of people know this term, uh, which is gay. But I just sort of wanted to just stop on it for a minute because gay has a long history and it can mean a lot of different things to people. Uh, originally, if you go back to the source root of the word, it originally meant for to describe somebody who is happy and eventually it became used to describe um, men who are attracted to men and lots of people still use that way where they refer to it as gay and that's why there's lesbian but realistically someone who's is gay is a, is a broader term is somebody who experiences their primary attraction to uh, other people as to members of the same gender as themselves so it's sort of used quite flexibly depending on who you're talking to and where in the world you are and you know uh, sometimes it can be also just be used as like a general umbrella term for anybody who is not heterosexual so it's something just to be aware of um When somebody says gay, they could mean a a number of different things. So just sort of take the context of the situation and the person you're talking to. And if you're not sure, just ask. Okay, gender binary. So this is the idea that um, there are, are only two genders and people have to be one or the other. And that's what we mean by a gender binary. And traditionally, lots of people in society think this way. This is the way many people are raised, where it's historically have been raised. People are doing things differently now. But uh, historically, there's always this idea of it's one or the other. And there's a big, I mean, it's not a binary, but it's more of a spectrum. <laughs> and you may have heard this term gender spectrum, But that usually refers to, well, it's acknowledging that there's a lot more in between the two extremes. Almost think like like if you're going to look at it um, as a graph, you have male one end on female on the other. And then there's a whole bunch in between. So that's sort of the gender spectrum versus the gender binary where it's literally just the two options, if that makes sense. So gender expression is the is how somebody shows their gender and that's through a combination of how they dress and um, how they act, what their social behavior is like, you know, um, how, what sort of like grooming products do they use? Do they wear makeup? Do they not wear makeup? How do they style their hair? Like all those, all those things that cue us for what somebody's gender is, that's gender expression. So that can be, There's a lot that can be covered under gender expression. Um, That might be a topic that we go into for another day because there's a lot there. (laughs) Anybody have any questions so far? How are we doing? How are you guys feeling? Is this making sense? Am I going too fast? Am I going too slow? Am I driving you crazy? Just absorbing the information. Okay. All right. So we'll just keep on. We'll just keep on going. So gender identity is our perception of ourselves and what gender we, what gender we see ourselves as. And we talk about gender identity because not everybody identifies as the gender that they may have been assigned at birth. Gender and sex are not the same thing. Um, so in many cases, lots of people do have a gender identity that corresponds with the one, with the gender they were assigned at birth, but there's also a whole lot of people that don't, or maybe people that, you know, are a gender that don't really ascribe a gender to themselves. So that's sort of why we talk about gender identity. Gender nonconforming, So that is usually a description that indicates that someone has chosen to cho- to take on a non-traditional gender expression. So that could be somebody that maybe it's a very feminine man or maybe it's a very masculine woman. Um, it's usually used to describe or it can be used to describe someone who is their gender expression is outside of the binary and more on the spectrum. Gender fluid is, um, sorry, we sort of talked about that, so I'm not gonna, um, I guess I should have moved that up in my notes. Sorry. (laughs) But yeah, we sort of talked about gender fluid already. Um, once again, that's just the idea that somebody's gender may change or be fluid Gender queer. so this is a term or an identity that people use who often don't identify with the binary of man and woman so this is a kind of another umbrella term it can mean different things based on different regions or different cultures and it could also be meant differently just within different communities because, like I said, those umbrella terms can be kind of tricky sometimes. So never be afraid to ask. But typically it's usually people, used by people who um, don't agree with the binary or identify with the binary of man and woman. Gender variant. So this is somebody who, either by nature or by choice, sort of they don't really conform to the gender-based expectations of society. So this could, this covers like a lot of different things. (laughs) And it's, once again, it's kind of a little bit, one of those more umbrella terms that could be used in a lot of different ways, but it's basically some, anybody who is not in that strict gender binary and, and adhering to that strict gender binary, binary, can be considered gender-variant, if that makes sense. So heteronormative um, is sort of at the same—it's it's very similar to cisnormative. Where you know that's it's that assumption that individuals and institutions and that everybody is heterosexual and that heterosexuality is superior to everything else, which of course is not true, um, you know, and it's part of what leads to that stigmatizing of other sexual orientations. Okay. Homophobia. I think a lot of people know this one. Um, once again, I'm sort of bringing it up mostly because of The, like, like gay, it can mean a lot of different things and it covers quite a lot. A lot can be covered under the umbrella term of homophobia, which of course is just a range of attitudes, um, changing in severity and intensity and can, they can cover things like, you know, fear, anger, intolerance, resentment, uh, discomfort, erasure, um, you know, towards anyone who is LGBTQ, um. Or anybody who's not on in the in the gender binary, so this word can be used to describe actions or attitudes. Uh, it's it's a lot and it's a horrible thing. <laughs> I don't think that many people would disagree with that. I would hope. Um, so yeah, so I know lots of people know that one, but just sort of kind of running over it. So, sorry, I just want to skip a few of these because I don't know if we're going to have time, like I said, to get through my whole list here. Okay. So, metrosexual is someone, uh, typically a man, who has a strong aesthetic sense and spends lots of time and energy and even money uh, on his appearance and grooming. And... That's sort of typically out of the norm. Um, stereotypically, men are not supposed to be as concerned with their appearance or spend as much time grooming. That has stereotypically been um, assigned to women as a, as a feminine behavior. So that's sort of why there's that distinction of metrosexual. Someone who is metrosexual isn't necessarily um, homosexual or isn't LGBTQ automatically, they may be heterosexual. So, metrosexual doesn't really have much to do with orientation, but it's more to do with expression. So, MSM or women-SM, so those are both abbreviations. So, men who have sex with men or women who have sex with women Uh, This is usually used in dating forums or dating apps um, because it's sort of an easy identifier and a short abbreviation. And sometimes it's also used um, in the field of HIV and AIDS education and prevention and treatment just to sort of make it a little bit easier to term who you, if there's specific advice for men having sex with men, or specific advice for women having sex with women, then that that can be covered by an easy acronym. So outing is when somebody um, discloses the sexual orientation or gender or maybe intersex status of someone else involuntarily. They don't have the consent to disclose that information to someone else, to a third party, but they have, and that's usually what we call outing, which is horrible. Please never do that to someone. Um, people should always be, be able to choose what they want to share with others and not have it shared for them without their consent. Pansexual. So somebody who's pansexual can experience sexual or romantic feelings, um, And it's usually for, like, gender isn't really an issue. So somebody is pansexual, the the gender of the person they're attracted to doesn't matter as much as other things. Um, Other things could be body type. Other things could be personality or spirituality or, you know, some pansexuals talk about energy. This person's energy was really great. Um, So the basis of attraction is not necessarily tied to what genitals that person has doesn't and in many many cases pansexuals don't care it's (laughs) it's more about the person themselves um this is different sometimes people use pansexual and bisexual interchangeably this is not they are two separate identities and we're going to talk more about that tomorrow, so I'm not going to get too much into it now. But I just wanted to specify that they are different. We'll go into those differences tomorrow. So passing is when someone who is trans um, is able to be accepted or pass for uh, some like a, a member of the gender identity that they're expressing. So if someone is has transitioned. Uh, to become a man for example and if you weren't told that they were a man you'd still think that they were a man that's what's like I think there's a better way to explain that but yeah so it's just basically when somebody like if somebody sees this person out in the street they don't question what their gender is it's like oh that person is a man or a woman and that's what's referred to as passing so you might have heard the abbreviation pgps and that stands for preferred gender pronouns and so this is often used in introductions it's actually becoming a lot more common a lot more standard practice which is great Um, many people do suggest sort of removing the idea of like preferred because it sort of indicates um, flexibility and often often somebody isn't really as flexible about their gender identity. I mean, some people are, but not everyone is. So the I, I guess this the debate is still out on that one because if we remove the preferred then people who do have a preference, so that and that preference may change if they're still fluid, then that becomes, well, what about what about them? So <laughs> But yeah, so is PGP preferred gender pronoun. And like I said, becoming a lot more standard practice, which is kind of great because, well, not kind of, it is great. Because people who are trans or fluid often have to disclose their preferred pronoun um, or their gender pronoun. And so it's sort of a privileged thing that cisgendered people, that's never something they have to worry about. It's always the assumption. So having that even cisgendered people say, Hey, this is my preferred gender pronoun. It normalizes the idea of talking about gender pronouns, and it normalizes the idea that the default is not always going to be applicable. Does that make sense? Everybody's still with me? Am I going too fast? Going too slow? How are we feeling? Absorbing information. Well, that is good. We want to absorb lots of information, like a sponge. Like I said, I know there's a lot of terms we're going over. And like I said, I were probably not, I I think I was a little ambitious in the list I wrote out, (laughs) but I will post all of them, uh, with definitions on my website with a copy of this episode. So if you do want to reference it, you know, you can always check it out. Um, and I will make that available next one I want to talk about is poly you may have heard it as polyamorous or um there's lots of like abbreviations for this one so we'll just say poly or polyamorous so that refers to the practice or um desire for having ethical and honest and consensual non-monogamous relationships so this would be people who have relationships with um more than one partner now there's like a range in terms of what poly could be and once again that, I think that's one we're going to have to delve into on a, on its own episode on a different day because there's a lot in there when people are talking about poly um, everybody has a different idea of what poly is and what poly should look like and what how poly works with their partner how poly works with their primary partner there's also lots of people who say that they're poly but don't actually learn about it and actually don't really Ascribe to the philosophy, but they're just like, oh, well, poly just means lots of partners, so that's obviously me. But they're not actually the communication and the and um, the consent and the ethical uh, considerations that most people put into their poly relationships is not there. So we'll cover all of that on a different day because that's way too much. Um, we'll probably do a whole hour on that at, at a different point if you guys are interested. So next one I want to cover is queer. Now queer. Is uh, another umbrella term. One thing I forgot to mention with some of these umbrella terms, just be aware that they're potentially really loaded terms for people. And when I say loaded terms, what I mean is that depending on where someone was raised and what sort of experience they have there, um, certain terms like queer or gay can be very triggering because they're still used in a very negative way. So it depends on the context of where someone lives, and that can make a big difference for how somebody choose what words somebody chooses to identify as, as well as um, how somebody's going to respond when someone else uses that terminology. So take the temperature of the room um, when you're using some of these umbrella terms. So yeah, so queer is. Uh, I guess in its most umbrella term, it can kind of be interchanged with gay for some people. And it's usually kind of used to describe anybody who doesn't identify as um, heterosexual or cisgendered. And there are, like I said, some places that use it as a bit of a slur. Um, And historically, it has been like gay. Historically, uh, queer has been used quite a bit as a slur. So it's not embraced by all people. Uh, I probably shouldn't have mentioned that with gay. So that's why I we're getting to that now, because I kind of was like, anyway. Um, but yeah, but some people are perfectly comfortable and and using that word, and it's sort of been reclaimed by LGBT communities. And that, like I said, that's going to change depending on where you go. So questioning, what does it mean when somebody's questioning? So that is when an individual isn't sure about either their sexual orientation or their gender identity. So they're sort of exploring how they feel, um, and it's not like a default answer. Maybe they haven't figured it out yet, if that makes sense. Okay, so you might have heard uh, the abbreviation uh, QPOC or QTPOC, and that's just an abbreviation that stands for Queer People of Color, or um, Queer and or Trans People of Color. Historically, and still very much today, um, I regret to say that trans people of color actually experience the highest levels of discrimination and gender-based violence of any other group. So it's Sorry, there's just a question that says the Q stands for queer then. I keep on hearing it saying that it was considered questioning. Some people may think that it's questioning, but typically it stands for queer as far as I know. Um, yeah, it's usually, I've heard more queer than questioning. Um, But once again, that might be situational or or, um, culture-based. So it's a good question, though. Thank you. I'm just going to skip down some of these because we're, oh, my God, we have not very much time left. And I'm like so much more on this list. So let's just scroll down a little and get to some of the ones that people don't know as much. Okay. Uh, Scoliosexual is being primarily sexually or romantically or emotionally attracted to someone who is um, genderqueer or transgendered or transsexual or non-binary. So some people know this one, but it's a pretty big one. So I just want to briefly talk about trans. Once again, this is another umbrella term that sort of describes people who, well, it's a range of different identities, and it's usually defined as outside of the norm or outside of the the gender binary. I hate to use the word norm because as far as sex and gender goes, there is no such thing as normal. (laughs) So much variety, even in nature. That's a whole other show that we'll talk about at some point. Um but sometimes people use trans and transgendered as uh somewhat interchangeable but they're not necessarily interchangeable trans is more of the umbrella term transgendered is more of a description of someone who has transitioned from living from one living as one gender to living as another um which leads us sort of into transitioning. So that's the process of somebody going through a change where they're changing what gender they are living as or expressing themselves as, as the day-to-day basis. One way that what I wanted to mention, um, was two spirit. So tr- this is an umbrella term that's traditionally used by native or aboriginal communities. And, um, there's lots of variety when it comes to how people who are Native or First Nations or uh, Aboriginal approach gender. There have been some tribes that actually have had up to five genders as well. Um, and that sort of depends on the different the different tribes from the different areas. But Two-Spirit is more of an umbrella term sort of talking about that idea of... Um, It, recognizing individuals who possess qualities uh, or fulfill roles of more than one gender and uh i'd like to talk more about that as someone who is not first nations or aboriginal we'll hopefully be able to have somebody come on and join us to talk about it firsthand but uh We'll get to that a different day, but I just sort of want to introduce that subject because so many people have, may have heard Two-Spirit, but they're like, I'm not sure what that means. It's it's specific to First Nations, Aboriginal, or Native people. Um, I'll briefly touch on Zizir. So these are alternate pronouns for gender neutral. So in English, we have they, there, and um, Zizir it actually came from... Now I can't remember what specifically country. It's one of the European countries, I think. Anyway, but it's sort of the same concept as they, there. It's just a little bit more... Well, I guess for people in North America, it's a, it's a whole other word, right? <laughs> but it's the same concept as, as a replacement for gender pronouns instead of using they, there. So we're kind of running out of time. Um, I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to go through all these terms. Sometimes I think about how much I can fit in an hour and uh still try and leave room for questions and not zip through it really really fast but does anybody have any questions or comments or thoughts or maybe there's a term that I didn't cover that you're like man I'd really love I really wish you had covered that does anybody have any questions in the last few minutes No questions so far, right? That's all right. Okay, so this week uh, is all about pride. We're going to cover lots of different pride subjects. Um, Tomorrow we're going to do sexual orientation. And that, of course, is going to be aired live at 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. Um, I highly encourage even more so that you guys share the episodes this week. It's really important stuff. And pride is really, really important. And there's lots of haters out there. And lots of people that need to be educated. And some of the stuff we're going to talk about this week is going to be very foundational for people to understand. And I also want to encourage people to get that information, but also just to, like, call in with their questions or anything like that. Or if you know somebody who's like, man, I think all this stuff is BS, you know, straight pride, blah, 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 blah. Like tell them to call in. I would love to talk to them. I would love to talk to them. (laughs) So it's, it's an important topic and this is pride month and we're going to talk about it. So please share it. Please share with people, you know, share it with people you don't know as well because you don't know who's going to need this information and yeah just really push it out there because you know there's a lot of people that need education (laughs) um thanks so much for joining me today if you're looking for more resources you please check out my website uh www sorry exploresextalk.com no www just exploresextalk.com and uh there's lots of free articles on there and for anybody who's looking for that just a little bit extra to take your sex life to the next level please check out sexy hero society it's a 20 dollars membership gives you lots of extra access to extra articles relationship challenges fun games all things geared to help you take your relationships and sex life to the next level uh, thank you guys so much for joining me i will see you all tomorrow and i hope you guys have a great night and once again happy pride